different kind of show today because it is just me and a special guest which is very weird that I record on my own with somebody but I am here fresh from my 4DX seat with none other than my best friend Joe aka Mr. Freeze joined today um, and by the way if you don't know by now it is the Brown Steve Jobs mixed with Steve Austin aka your host Norrin Rad aka Ozymandias and you are chilling with villains. And today we're talking about Birds of Prey and the very long title name of the movie that I don't remember right now. The even fabulous. Though I, and the fabulous. The fantabulous. Oh, the fantabulous. Yeah. yeah. And the fantabulous <laughs> emancipation of, of one Harley Quinn. Ah, change it. <laughs> well, we're, we're here to talk about the birds today, guys. So, um, but we're going to... We're <laughs> But we're not gonna get um, we're not gonna get into any spoilers. We're just purely going to just speak on the film on a technical level. So um, yeah, uh, starting off with anything off the top of your head that you could think of technically that that. Wait, we're talking about non spoiler, non spoiler. Non okay, yeah. So non spoiler. Um. I think they're sticking. Well, I th- I feel like Zack Snyder has uh, his hands in everything a little bit here. Yeah, even if it's like a shadow kind uh, even, of way. Even yeah, it, it definitely derived. It felt very sucker punch, which I enjoy sucker punch. Yeah, for those, I mean, you guys know that that us that chilling with villains are the Zack Avengers, and we fucking. I mean, I love everything that Zack puts out. Sucker punch is one of those sleeper hits that was just. Yeah, it was great. It, was it felt weird. like a total comic book yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a total comic book movie. So I feel like this kind of I felt that vibe with, mm-hmm. with this film. Um, in terms of comic book style, it definitely took from that small little mini series that happened when Harley actually breaks up the Joker, but instead of the birds of prey, she ends up being with poison ivy. Yeah, with and the she sirens. Had, yeah. She ends yeah. up with the sirens, yeah. So I was like, okay, I like that. And I loved, um, damn, I was about to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill, There's, chill. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to spoil. talking about the birds here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I definitely appreciated. Okay, I have a better way to rephrase it. So, yeah, like I said, it, it, we definitely see that it picks up off of that little mini-series episode um, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of get an idea of it. I'm going to watch it like right after we finish. Okay. So I can yeah, get yeah, a better understanding. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. but then I appreciate the little like tributes to, I, don't, I wouldn't say the comic, but more the, the animated series. There were a lot of things mm-hmm. that I felt were tributes to the animated series and part of it, and I feel the main actress, 
um, playing Harley Quinn. She definitely, she gave it her all. Yeah, Margot Robbie smoked it. it but that's the thing. We know where we're getting. Like, she's, yeah. she's the star of the show. She's so that's, that's the thing that bothered me. Like, I don't feel like the movie should have been called Birds of Prey. Ooh, hot take. I mean, that is a hot take. Like, I agree with you, Because, though. realistically speaking, like, She's not part of the Birds She's of Prey. She's not part of the Birds of Prey. And, and it's like, it should have been Harley Quinn featuring the Birds of Prey. I guess. <laughs> but it's it's interesting on a, again, like a technical level, which is what we're speaking on here. Um, in terms of character arcs, you convinced me in the theater, in, in the seat, you were like, actually, if you think about it, it's more of a of an identity film where she finds herself. Yeah, we have a per- we have a, ca- a female character who is having an identity crisis, basically, and it just so happens to be Harley Quinn. Exactly, <laughs> and it, and and you also and like to highlight the the, the parts of the film where it, it is expressed where her talents are in terms of 100%, psychology. Yeah, so. I loved like the little tributes to her both before she was Harley Quinn. Yeah. You know, being Dr. Harleen Quinzel, like yeah. I loved that they highlighted that a little bit and gave some some appreciation to that and showed that even in the character throughout the movie. Um, so I thought that was really dope. And then also the little the little things, like the things she would use to interact with other characters in the movie are things that she has used in the past, in comics and to in- To make that very vague. <laughs> to make that as vague as possible. So I think, I think that was cool too. And you know, again, she, she defines what a, what, a Harle- what a Harlequin is. Har- Harlequin. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a Harlequin is. Yeah, and you know, I do appreciate as well that they use a a pretty new director, Kathy Yan, who they use for this. And again, there's not really a stylistic approach to the film at all. It's very regular. A lot of, like, I wouldn't say that there were a lot of quick cuts during action scenes, but it was just felt like- which, which, the action scenes is where I felt Zack Snyder had his input. If he did. If he did, if, he did. if, if at but all. But it did but, feel yeah. like very sucker punch. And like, I was like, kind of like, st- like action, yeah. Not I know, as stylized, I know th- not stylized, but yeah. like the definitely the one scene that you know where yeah, it yeah, highlighted yeah. it for sure, um, which was very appreciated. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, it was like that cool feeling. Yeah. Now, can we just talk about 4DX for a second? Oh my god! <laughs> All right, guys. So 4DX. Is- so, so I feel 4DX ruined the film for me. Yeah, I think so too. So one, I wasn't comfortable in the seat. Nope. The f- seat, I mean, granted, it's super new. Yeah. So the s- it only started back in 2014, I think. Yeah, but like that theater itself, oh, the that's theater it. we okay. were in, like yeah, yeah, yeah. them seats felt like they were just built out the box. <laughs> um, yeah. Super uncomfortable. Very. And then not only that, like they gave no give. So like you know how like if you're sitting in like, well obviously we're a little spoiled with where we're at mm-hmm. when we get the recliners. Yeah. But let's take the, you know, the, the theater that we use, the IMAX. Yeah. Those, they kind of give a little. Like, you can adjust in the seat a little mm. bit. Very little, though. Yeah, very little. Like, these seats were just stiff. Yeah, they were just stiff <laughs> And then as hell, yeah. I didn't like, I didn't really appreciate the whole, like, following the camera movement with my seat. That more 
took me away, took yeah, me out of the film. You, yeah, it took yeah, me yeah. out of the film, and I didn't like that. Like, I mean, yeah, if I wanted to do like a behind the scenes or like a. Uh, What's it like being in the director's chair? Yeah, yeah then 4DX has its place, but I don't know. I, think I, I, just, I, I just didn't like that aspect of it. I just think that 4DX also works better with VR. That's a better... 100%. So the opening Regal Cinematic, it was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Wow, I, well, we just dropped, we just name dropped, but whatever. Yeah, it was Regal, 4DX, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, 4DX is only owned by Regal, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know anything. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, but you're right. It did take me out a couple times. Like there were a couple times during the action. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get the fog. I get the I get the splash of water. But like that, that was, was to me that was fine though. That was fine. It was just uncomfortable to sit through all that. Yeah. Especially yeah, since yeah. I have a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the still thing, guys. Um, still has physical issues. Yeah, but plagued. It, it it was just parts of it that I just feel like, yeah, Zack Snyder's influence was felt. With the action and all that, there were some other things that I felt they um, they took from. Oh, Deadpool for sure. Oh. So I feel like so no just all right. I hate when people say no, no disrespect, disrespect or Dude. no offense. Like prepare to be offended. Yeah, you're prepare about to, to be smoke them. So no, no, but this is more credibility in in like D, again, it's DC experiencing what Marvel first experienced, right? Marvel didn't start off with a film studio of their own. DC is not doing a film studio of their own. Mm -hmm. So they're tr it's, I feel like a lot of the films are just trying to find their footing. DC is having yeah. an identity crisis yeah, right they, now. Yeah. The, right. So like they're trying to find their footing on what works. And, you know, it almost feels like a, from even a, a, a lifestyle standpoint that now films and certain things just... There's a lack of, a little bit of lack of innovation. Like, like I get it, like you're inspired by another thing, or yeah. like if that works, like let's follow yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, give it your own twist. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm like Watching a Deadpool, Deadpool yeah. film. Like, I get breaking the fourth wall and all that. Like, it, it can work, like House of Cards, it works. Yes, yes. But I'm not too used to a Harley Quinn comic where, she's, where she talks back to the audience. I'm used to her talking to herself. See, that's so that's where, where it got weird. Maybe the because I and that's yeah. where I want to kind of give them a little bit more credit because honestly, like maybe we took it as breaking the fourth wall because we're so used to Deadpool. Mm -hmm. But then maybe the director, what they were actually trying to go for was her talking to herself, or maybe her talking in her invoice because remember she is kind of narrating a little bit. Yeah, but I just think that it does get lost in the sauce as Gucci Man says, because I just think that it being so jarring and new, like mm -hmm. I guess that creatively that decision that they uh, that they took with going with the character like that, mm -hmm. it was just weird to me because we didn't really get that in Suicide Squad. Not that this is a completely um, similar film in terms of Suicide Squad because mm -hmm. the editing in this is way uh, pretty um, much- The editing was amazing. It was pretty good. I have to, I have to hand. <clears throat> yeah. Like there were some points I was like, okay. Yeah. But then there were some good editing shots that I was just like, wow, I didn't even see that coming. Exactly. Like, um, there's that one scene where they're Huntress in with with Huntress. Wow, just totally spoiled. No, it's I'm being vague. I'm being vague. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the one scene where they're all in the lounge. Okay. Or no, 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 where she's in the lounge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
and all that stuff is going on, it makes it look like there's one take. But I was I was distinctly looking for when when is there a cut, and there was only two cuts in that. Uh, well, I felt like there was only two cuts. Yeah, in that but scene. that's a, see now that's it leads back to where you're saying that they're kind of playing it safe. I think that there were opportunities in action set pieces where a one cut would have probably made everything feel um, more grounded and mm -hmm. happening chaotically at once. Because the cuts, not that it kills it for me, not that it took it out of the movie, it's just like, oh, why are you moving the camera this way and, ha and making these kind of moves with the, with the camera? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we're following this and then it cuts and it's just like, it, it's kind of like, like blinking while fighting almost. Mm -hmm. I don't know if mm -hmm. that makes any sense, it's weird, but. It just, it just, there's moments like that where it felt like, yeah, like, um, there were moments for opportunity of a one cut scene and it just didn't happen, I guess, because of the core, the way the choreography was set up, that it didn't yeah. allow for the camera. Yeah. And speaking of the choreography, <clears throat> Margot Robbie, tipping my hat off to you because, like, she did the majority of that shit and it looked great. Like, she looked like she was having a blast. Oh yeah, and those 100%. guys legit. Like she, hand I have to give it to her too. Like hands down, she is the Harley Quinn. Yeah. Just like Robert Downey Jr. is. Yeah. Freaking Tony Stark. Same way like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Is Deadpool yeah, yeah, like yeah. that dude was born to be Deadpool? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like Margot Robbie, like. Yeah, she's. Excellent. She showed like, I'm the Harley Quinn and I'm here to stay. Yeah, and she really. And owned I, I it. so I so speaking on that, I feel like with the film. They're trying to see that too. They're trying to see that you know, like, okay, you want to do a solo female lead, and but let's play it a little safe, you know. So I felt, I felt like there was some safety. On there the was film. too much. This is this film is a whole huge safety net. If we're putting it bluntly, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I'm putting yeah. it bluntly, at least because there, like, I get it. It just didn't feel like a team-up movie. It just felt like Harley Quinn trying to figure out who the fuck she is. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. all these characters just so happen to be in the mix. Right. I think that's what that's what kind of... Uh, Took away from yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah, 100%. I agree to that, too. Um, there, was, there were some scenes that, like... There were also some scenes that I appreciated because of her own character flaws. So, like certain things going a certain way for her. Yeah. But it's because... She's X and Y. She's, yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. she's the, the catalyst for it. Yeah. And it's like she's hoping things would change. Like, if, even for herself, she's mm -hmm. like, I, I'm hoping things would change, but they don't. They don't, and I think that's part of her tragedy as well, as a character. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. of her past, being dealing with the Joker and all that. And I also, I appreciate how they handled the whole Jared Leto situation in the film. Mm -hmm. it, it was pretty on the nose, but it's like, I'm glad that they addressed it. It was a good way to retire the character exactly. itself from whatever else they're gonna try and do in the future. Yeah, because it's open right now. And now it's open, yeah. yeah. So now, now you, we have, they have tons of flexibility for it. Exactly. And it was good closure on that character. Yeah, for sure. And they didn't even need to do a whole lot, which was good, which I, that's something I always appreciate is like something subtle you know, a subtle gesture um, that will that will take it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of a film that I recently saw that kind of does that. Like, oh, yeah. What? Duh. I just finished watching again 
it took me like eight days, but uh, watching Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Oh, so, yeah, you told me earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you told me earlier in the week. So the only reason it took eight days because I kept falling asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> can't hang. That's what happens when you get older. <laughs> no, but okay. So like the I lo- so in that film, right? We have the subtle gesture of Robin. Okay. Which leads us open to hopefully having that. So, like, I loved that subtlety in Dark Knight Rises, and I love when a film does that because you are paying tribute. You know, so, like, when he hand, when, when, you know, when Robin actually goes to get the bag under Bruce's will, and they're like, yeah, she's like, like, oh, this is. Why don't you use your first name? Yeah, yeah, she's like, he's like, oh, let let me try my full, my actual name, my full name. And she's like, oh, I like that so much better, Robin. And then the whole, everyone just gets mind blown. So in this film, I wouldn't say the mind blowing was there, but definitely tributes to the Joker and things like that. And also, I like that it kind of took us around Gotham a little bit more. And shout Show, out showed us parts of Gotham that I didn't even know was. And like shout that. out to knowing that Gotham is a mix of New, New York, York and, and Chicago. Chicago because bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, for real, <laughs> for real. Uh, so that uh, okay, so that part bothered me. That bothered me a lot because it made it all about the food. Yeah, and you I was guys just don't like, know what we're talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about breakfast. Yeah, ah! is it, like. Like I felt that scene just went on for too long. Yeah, that was a little bit. Too and much I was of a trying drag. to like jog in my mind, like, okay, have I read a Harley, f- a Harley Quinn comic that introduces things like that? And I can't say I have, but maybe there's new stuff out there because I haven't obviously I haven't kept up yeah. in a while. So, but yeah, I was just like I was so thrown off by certain things that they and but you know what? At the end of the day, uh, my take on the film, I give it. Like, if I was to rate it, mm-hmm. right, I'd probably be more generous than you think. I'm probably going with, like, a seven. Uh-huh. But that's because I thoroughly enjoyed what they were trying to do. Um, I appreciated the main, you know, obviously the main character. Yeah. Um, the message they were trying to drive uh-huh. home. Yeah. The the political subject matter they were addressing, which yeah, was great. Okay. Um, and that's all the things I, I kind of look at when I'm looking at films is like, okay, what are they trying, trying to, to do? Yeah, 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 what's what's going on here? And also, it looked like so much fun. That's what I could appreciate, the, and, the cast that And that's blast. what I appreciate yeah, about the yeah. film, unlike Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Suicide Squad had an opportunity to be a lot of fun, and I'm sure for certain characters it was. But when when I saw it, I was just like, "It's a mess." Yeah, it felt it felt a lot of it felt like suicide committed its own suicide. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what 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 really sticks out about this movie is that it's not trying to be Suicide Squad two. I that that's suicide. so that's something yeah. I was afraid of when I saw yeah. the trailer. Unlike you, I watch trailers. <laughs> <laughs> we got another one, another lost one, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt. I was scared that it was gonna try and be Suicide Squad, so I came in with no expectations of thinking like, yeah. "Here we go, another Suicide Squad." You know, I'm gonna be watching a music video. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad that it was. It was basically Suicide Squad uh, narration in terms mm-hmm. of getting introduced mm-hmm. to characters and stuff, and and, and um, 
and fill-ins uh, like for example a fill-in in a shot or during a scene is basically two characters are talking about something and it cuts to that uh, to the subject that they're speaking about yeah 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 so you get a lot of that in this film or how about fill-in. or how about you know what I also appreciated was that I felt Mar- what's her name Margot I'm Margot terrible Robbie. with Margot Robbie. names never take you to red carpet <laughs> But we're going to end up there. So. Yeah, I know. We are. <laughs> well, yeah, Margot but, Robbie. Okay, so I felt Margot Robbie, um, she's the executive producer, right? Uh, she pro- Well, she helped um, produce this film. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure she did because that's what it said when... Um, look at IMDb right now. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. All cast and crew. Producers. Yes, Margot Robbie. Okay. She's a producer. Awesome. So... But I guess in general, even you know, as a as the lead actress. Wow, David Ayer is actually an executive producer. He he did Suicide Squad, so oh, I'm surprised okay. they let him back in the kitchen with that. So okay, so here's something that I noticed in the film, and I felt like maybe it was, you know, as lead actress, you have. I feel like you have some some pull, for sure, as yeah. a lead actor or main character. The star of the show, you have some pull that you can mm-hmm. suggest, you know, depends on how hands-on you want to be. And I felt like with Margot Robbie, um, that one scene where she says, oh, I know that, you know, I felt like that was her way of, you know, obviously this is a, sort of like her solo film, sort of, obviously, Birds of Prey. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I felt like it was her thank you or like her, like, Again, that little subtle hat tip to you got me started and we're here because of the previous movie. Yes, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this. Obviously, we, we're not going to get into now. You could check back on Sunday if you want the spoiler cast. But, um, spoiler cast. Yeah, the spoiler cast, as we call it. <laughs> but um, I just feel like there was, like there was so much potential here for it to be... Harley Quinn's like breakout film like oh shit like yeah Suicide Squad kind of solidified her place in the DC EU whatever you want to call it it's just here I just feel like there are certain decisions that they made with the script that kind of held that back in a sense and I can't get into it without getting into spoilers but it's just I feel like there was there, there just could have it just felt a little bit it impacted it didn't yeah it impacted yeah. the full punch mm-hmm. yeah because I, I, feel def- like, I definitely felt that too. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of things were like a little bit rushed per se, like how she feels about something, like how all of a sudden it's just like, oh, okay, I guess this is a thing now. Like, mm-hmm. and, I feel, and again, I get movies do that for the sake of, of time, for the sake of, of moving things along where things just sort of happen because they have to. And like, you know, when it comes to character arcs as well with the supporting cast, that's what I gotta say about it but we're talking about the birds here so I'm gonna talk about all of them Huntress sure she's in it Black Canary she's in it too oh my god so she pissed me off the whole not, I shouldn't say the whole film she she followed the same story arc like there was nothing really changed about her you feel yeah so I felt like with you know what? I'm going to change. So, remember in the beginning I said, you know, it's it's a female who's having an identity issue. Yeah, yeah. It's all of them having a little bit exactly. of an identity yeah, yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just so happens to be Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, exactly. Um, because all, what, three of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all three of them, obviously we got their 
their stories. But it was all over the place. It, that, that's the only thing. There was, it was, no, it was, yeah. it was no full structure to it. Exactly. That's that's a flaw in the script and in obviously the direction of the film because like you're like you could be forty minutes into the movie and then you get another character and it's just like all right guys like that's what you had to do in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And another issue I had with it was exposition. Like you were spoon fed information. So that's that's that goes right back to my thing about feeling like there's no innovation in films. Like yeah. even the trailer. <laughs> So like we talked to like I mentioned to you the trailer for Fast Nine. I was just like, all right, guys, we're not here. We're no, not here for that. No, but I'm just saying like it was so predictable to me. Yeah. So then like when we got into the film and there was some like I didn't I don't mind a little exposition. Like okay, that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever, sure. But there was a lot of exposition, and I was just like... Like a lot, and you're just like, all right. No, no, but I get it, because there are people who are watching who don't know anything about Harley Quinn, and they prefer... You know, that's, again, so to me, that felt... I don't want to say that that was a safety play, but it kind of is, because you're you're making sure your audience understands who is Harley Quinn. It was Mm -hmm. like a quick, super thing, um, obviously, in the opening. And um, that I, I liked it, um, and I get it. I get what they were trying to do for their audience. Yeah. But then I also feel it's a safety play because you're not letting the story itself explain. Exactly. It's supposed to be like again, you know me, exposition yeah. through action. Like, show me like how she be. Like she yeah, I get it. You're showing me with with cool dialogue and all this stuff and, and, and beats, but when it comes to introducing new characters, don't like give me a plate of all their information and just go, all right, we're going with the veggies first, yeah, then the yeah, protein, yeah, yeah. and here's your starch. Like I, I need, like again, I feel like that just didn't do it for me, especially like how, how it was without the structure and all that. It just kind of like downplayed the importance of everybody's role and the whole, <laughs> And the whole climax of the film and all that, and I'm just like, ah, like it's, it's just, yeah. I'm I'm disappointed because I I was actually rooting for this to be way better than it was. Like, I understand, yeah. Like I said, that's why that's why I gave it like a higher score than I, I initially thought I was. I'm going still to. thinking about my score for it because <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh, and I also don't want to. Well, that's that's why I chose time. a seven because I was like, I don't want to be too harsh because it's it's. It's almost like it wasn't the film's fault. Almost. Wow, you are caping hard, man. You're making it difficult for me. But it's but it's true because remember, so so to me, I'm just taking into consideration the fact that DC has no no studio. So I'm just like, I gotta kind of cut some slack. I'm like, I did with Aquaman. Like I tore that to shreds. Yeah, we yeah we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, but you know what was bothering me about Aquaman is not even the story. Right. It was. Watching it from an editor's perspective. Yes, it was so, all over so the I place. Think, yeah. And I think that's where people have trouble sometimes. Is like we're watching from an editing perspective. Yeah, like, very technical. Yeah. So it's just like, mm. you know, the, the what you see in a film, I don't see. Yeah, gotcha. Like gotcha. I, I obviously I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm looking, I'm looking at the cuts. I'm looking at the colors. Exactly. And that's that's why in the movie I even showed you with Black Canary and yeah, yeah, yeah. her her space. I was like, wow, look at the colors. I yeah. said. The colors are matching her to her environment. Exactly. Pretty cool. Like, again, we're not saying this is masterful work on a technical level. It's just, 
it's good that enough care and attention was, was put was into put the film. into making certain characters' environments stand out and all that, especially with Harley's. Everything oh, that yeah. she did Everything was, was mixed colors, yeah. It was, it was really good, and then same with Renee Montoya. But subtle, but but subtly mixed. Exactly, Which and was, same with even with Cassandra Kane, like the little girl. So I wanted, I, I meant to tell you that during yeah. the film was like when she, when we see her and Black Canary interact um, in that one scene, mm-hmm. you see the the dual the, the dual tone. Exactly, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's dope. Because yep. you're showing literally through color yeah, yeah, yeah. two different characters exactly. of different environments. See, that I could But being in yeah. the same scene. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really I like cool. that. And also, which, like. Which I started paying more attention to because of David Fincher. In, um, I was watching a thing about his colors and what he does with them. Yes. And that's why I spotted it. Yeah. And it was cool because he does that in. Um, Fight Club. Yes. Gone Girl. Does they, that in Gone Girl? But very subtle. I don't. What Sometimes do you mean? it's subtle. Well, yeah, I would say subtle. But the scene where um, Jesus Christ, Ben Affleck. Okay. <laughs> when Ben Affleck is talking on the podium. Yeah. And like, if you ever look at that scene, mm-hmm. like broken down, right. it's really cool because everyone is orange and teal. All right. He's blue. And even the parents. Are orange and they're t- they're close together like they're like in film we call it blocking yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. where you have certain characters in and then certain characters out of frame exactly. or off to the side of the frame so you have you have Ben Affleck right in smack almost like center and camera right and uh, camera left mm-hmm. and then you have the parents standing over on camera right but yeah. in orange and together and tight and but in the background a little bit behind him because he's obviously on the podium talking but he's blue showing that he's he's separated he's by himself he's he's in his own world which i was like i was like you know as i as i start breaking stuff like that down i'm like damn this was cool and that's why like i appreciate that that's one thing i would say from that's why i gave it a higher score because Mm -hmm. the again from the technical aspect of watching it with colors with the music choice. The music choices I loved. The music choices weren't as uh, I didn't li- blatant and cringy as in Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. And also, what I appreciated about this was like they didn't choose necessarily current songs. Yeah, they chose which, which a lot songs, of films, yeah. which a lot of films like, or even TV shows, just pick song or get correlated with songs that are like out now and I'm or just like current, yeah. yeah and I'm just like ah and also they weren't just older songs they were also covers of songs like and they were all covers and, you know, and you know all the songs were female yeah I know yeah as a black I think basic, Barracuda yeah Barracuda that was Barracuda. I know yeah um, well spoiler that's <laughs> just a song <laughs> <laughs> Barracuda um, damn what's the name I want to say Kai I Joe, but I know that's so wrong. <laughs> Kai and I Joe? No, I know it's not Kai and nah, I Joe. I know, no, 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 no. No, it's, um, oh, Black Betty. Oh, Black Betty, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Black Betty. And I loved, so again, that, to me, I was like, that's a, you, it's a, it's truly a female film. It really is, full, full through. Like, I'm not taking any of that away from it. It's just, I and just. And I love, see, I, I guess you could call me a feminist, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> from uh, I guess my political views, um, but definitely appreciated that. Like this was 
obviously, yes, it did lack a little bit of a punch that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the female action, female uh, interaction, facing armies of men, yeah. basically. It was pretty meta. It was very it, meta. But, like, and literally, like... <laughs> Some of it, like you can obviously expect, was a straight kick to the balls. Like, and no. I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it was very, like, especially in scenes that that Margot Robbie shared with Ewan McGregor, who plays Black uh, Roman Sionis. Okay. In the film, because uh, I know nobody. Yeah. Black Mask. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I really liked Roman's outlandishness. I liked how Ewan, he really came out of his shell there. I'm not expecting a performance like that from him. Also, I'm oh very, the, the the actor yeah the actor yeah. like I'm not used to him being in a in a role like that mm-hmm. and also I don't appreciate how there was not a single hello there or a high ground joke from him as Obi Wan super let down it loses points for that I don't care what you say <laughs> also all right yeah can we talk about him for a second yeah yeah let's talk about him a little very vaguely very vaguely, very vaguely. I was so annoyed with him. I was annoyed with him too, but I appreciated how outlandish and over the top he was. Right. I feel like so. I feel like the role wouldn't be the same if he would have just been flat, not flat about it, but if he would have been more serious. I feel like it would have right, been like right because it would have taken from the film yeah. overall because the film is a fun film. Exactly. So you can't just have this sudden dry character, although we know Black Mass to be bipolar. Yep. And in this film, I felt he was just more emotional. But his playing character was very over the top, very theatrical, very dramatic, very. Uh, <laughs> but, and that's that that I can like you explained that to me, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that, and I guess that's a you know, but that's the fun thing about, I think that's the beauty of the of films, yeah, and being a filmmaker is that you can take Liberty, any story yeah. and flip it how you want and it's just it's a it's just telling a story in a different perspective exactly which i you know i can't that's why i can't hate it yeah i don't hate it per se it was just like i understand why he i don't know you made... was, was kind of getting tight while <laughs> no, no 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 until i explained some things yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> no there was a lot of times where i face palmed and and all that but like Again, I'm just being hard on this because I wanted it to... I I knew that there was something in this film with all the the ingredients that it had in it to be, like, better. Like, this was... This was, like... Ah, like especially with a a villain like that because Black Mask is really dope to me in Batman's rogues gallery. It's just weird for him to be included in the mix here. And I understand why they chose him. I understand why he works for this here and stuff. It just, it, was, it just didn't feel big picture enough for me. Like, oh, I get, it. I get why they went with Black Mask. Not, it's just conveniently he just so happens to be in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like a little bit. Yeah, but I'm seeing it again tomorrow, so maybe my opinion might change. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted a little bit more of, um, I wanted a little bit more of him, in terms of like. Seeing, seeing him being more of a challenge to the main character. Exactly, like it didn't feel like, like a he challenge. Didn't feel, yeah, he didn't feel like it just the feel biggest like something pro- in the way. Like right, he uh, wasn't the biggest protagonist. Um, no, sorry, antagonist. antagonist. Jesus Christ, he was a protagonist with with that style though. <laughs> How we got a GQ black mask, bro? That's crazy. Like DC just loves pushing like the most stylish. They're villains. fashionable. For real, like you got Alfred, who's GQ Alfred. 
You remember GQ outfit from BVS, bro? He was Oh, fly. yeah. He Dude, that I thought, like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, is that Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> With glasses on? Dying no, it's Jeremy Irons. Shout out to Jeremy Irons. But, no, yeah, they, they have... Even freaking in Aquaman, they're pretty. No, yeah, they're stylish, fly. Yeah, know? every like DC has Except a very for the Power Ranger costumes. But we're not gonna get into oh, that. We're not gonna get into that. But these DC is, I guess. So so here's my question. What's up? Which I was having, I'm having a trouble time seeing. Him, uh, so every film that comes out comes out for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always a push for you. Never just. I guess unlike the Joker, it would be the rare case. Um, like when you, when you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Jesus Christ. When you pitch a film, yeah. you don't just pitch one film. You pitch a series of films or up to two, up to three. Like you, usually there's a follow-up. And oh, you I'm, think nowadays? Nowadays, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I thought you meant in general, like you're, no. Yeah. But that's why I said that with the exception of the Joker, like the Joker, like I don't think we're getting a second film for that. And if they did, I it, no. <laughs> no, like it doesn't. Not that it doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. I leave it how it is. Like it was. Yeah. Good how it was. Like, yeah. It doesn't need a part two. Now, do you think that Harley Quinn deserves another solo outing? I do. I do. She did. But you know what? You know what I also feel. What? I feel Harley Quinn is so. Margot Robbie made it that Harley Quinn can stand on her own. Yeah. She made us see that. Now, when you look at stories, does Harley Quinn really stand on her own? No. She's always good paired with somebody else. Kind of like... The Joker, the Sirens, and in this, the like, Birds. I would love to see Harley and Poison Ivy. And Catwoman. And Catwoman, yeah. That... That what? would rip. You know why? Because they're all different personality And I feel, so, now that we just said that, yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe that's the next direction it can go. Because even you have, um, you have a young Harley, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the comics, at least. So it's like, okay, maybe we can go there, too. Like, there's so many ways to spin it, but I didn't, like, I think the only thing with this film that I was just like, okay, where does it go next? It just Is didn't it just, feel open-ended like that. It just felt like, okay, if it finishes which may here. Be, which maybe again, that's maybe the safe play. It is the safe play because they didn't necessarily tease something. I mean, yeah. I guess that's a spoiler in itself, but but that's not really not because you're kind of looking for that from films nowadays, for them to tease what's coming next and stuff. Mm-hmm. This very, this, I'm not saying that this felt like final or anything for Margot Robbie, because obviously it's not. No, I feel like she can definitely come a yeah. more, and especially with the post-credit. <laughs> <laughs> No, I get into that. <laughs> but I just think that I just think that uh, um, character-wise, um, it could have been better um, for everybody but Harley, because I get why why mm-hmm. it happened for Harley. Uh, see, so see, I think um, I think when I first heard about the film, yeah. I was hoping for Poison Ivy and Catwoman. Really. Yeah, but you know what? We haven't... But you know what? Poison Ivy and Catwoman are so significant that if they were in this film, it would have been a letdown to them because they have such a... Both of them have yeah, yeah. big story arches, yeah. big 
interactions with the Batman, exactly. big interactions in within their own personal stories. Exactly. It's like it's like all right, well, I need a whole ninety minutes just to ex- exactly show the just rise. to express the characters yeah. there and stuff. It's just again, guys, like it's if you're going in, if you're going into this film expecting one thing, you're gonna be proven wrong, whether it's a good or bad thing. And I'm being very vague about it because I want everybody to know that I'm being fair. And, well, you know, if you want a girl's night out, this is a perfect movie to see. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a blast. You really will have a blast. No, but it, it, it did have its fun moments. I'm glad. I'm, look, I'm always going to like express my love for it even happening first. Like, I'm glad we live in, in a century where, like, yeah, a Harley Quinn movie came out with me and my boy saw it. Like, I'm glad this is a thing. I just hope that they get either better or more creative. Yeah, or, yeah, that's like, definitely know. the hope. Because um, I want, you know, you know where I feel we're spoiled by. What? I feel Christopher Nolan f- screwed us all. In terms on the DC side of things. Because he gave us something that was like um, truly a masterpiece. That trilogy. That trilogy is like, and that sets the tone. That's the thing. Is like it sets the tone. It sets but the bar for everything. It, set, it does set the bar, and I think that's. So if I had to be fair, that's unfair. <laughs> it is. Christopher Nolan was unfair. Well, it's unfair for us to be like that. Sets the bar. Right, because we should be open to different subject matters, different perceptions of different characters. But cinematically. From a cinematic standpoint, like Christopher Nolan does a great job without much CGI because he focuses on the story. And this movie didn't really have a lot of CGI in it to be. Yeah, it didn't. A lot of um, it was pretty practical, especially a lot of the stunts and all that. So the I could stunts for that. sure. Yeah. I think what bothered me in the beginning was a little bit of CGI. Too much CGI for me. What bothered me was not a, like, you know, speaking of action, this really just felt like a really hard PG-13. It didn't really feel like an R-rated film. That, yeah, that was something that I noticed too. Like, there was no, like what? I mean, it was definitely rated, yeah, definitely R for the cursing, wow. some some violence. Like, there wasn't really stuff. But it like, wasn't like a... It was stuff that you could have gotten away with in a PG-13 rating, but I guess they wanted to really be edgy and be like... Oh, you drop, you, drop, you drop more than one fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got your one F-bomb, and that's it. Yeah. But, you know, it's... But again, I, that's why I feel like it was a safety play. Right, because if it was, I don't feel like you could have made a Harley Quinn film PG thirteen. I mean, there was a lot, like you said, there was a lot that it could. It was a, it was a hard PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. It felt like a hard PG thirteen, but there's certain characters that you just can't do that with. No, like, of course not. Like yeah. Wolverine, like oh, come Logan, on, come yeah, on, Logan like, that was the film we were waiting for. Yeah, exactly, and like, it took us seventeen years. <laughs> but. Deb, but we have to give props to Deadpool, Deadpool for breaking that mold. Yeah, exactly. He was like, I'm coming out with a radar film. See, that was going to be my next point. Like, we're, we're spoiled, we're number one, by Christopher Nolan on the DC side of things. We're also spoiled by Deadpool because now we're expecting what should be expected. Like, Birds of Prey was rated R. The Suicide Squad sequel that James Gunn is doing, mm. Margot Robbie's in that too, rated R too. Like okay. so, we're getting a rated R Suicide Squad that's not made in the same style that we were. See, I feel almost presented. all DC should be rated R. Wow, you're caping that. 
I, I see a reason that every story that, that comes out of them could be rated R. You can make a rated R Superman. You can make a rated R Batman, clearly. You can make a rated R anything, really. You could definitely make it a just, rated just, R, but like I feel like certain characters are way darker and it would... You don't want to over-dramatize the action. Well, that's the thing, the, too. Or the evil. But yeah. you want to make it feel like... It's serious. So the only one, again, is because I recently saw it. Yeah. The one that's... So, obviously, like, I felt the Heath Ledger, like, Batman Begins... No, not Batman. The Dark Knight. Yeah. Sorry. Dark Knight, um, they got away with a hard 13, for sure, with the Joker put, shoving a pencil yeah, through yeah. somebody's eye. Yeah, <laughs> like, they come got on. away with a lot there. And then... They played say obviously that was a hard thirteen because he also cut somebody's mouth and not his throat, but we can just assume that he cut his throat. <laughs> now, well, now, enough happens off screen for it to leave to our imagination, which is like, cool, right, which so is fine. Yeah, yeah. So then you have um, the scariest one to me was Bane. To me, psychologically, like. Well, obviously, it doesn't actually end up being Bane in the end. I will break you. <laughs> you think, Doc, this is your ally. <laughs> so, with Bane, remember, he blows up the bridge. But I mean, it's, it's all the daughter of Ra's al Ghul, but... Yeah. Like, the destroying of the bridge, the shutting down of the city, the stadium blowing it up. It felt like, heavy and serious. Like, I was scared. Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, damn, yeah. I live in New York. Like, yo, like, what if somebody did this? Yeah. You know, so, like, I, I understand, like, not all films will do that. Um, like, raise the stakes like that? I still feel like there were no stakes yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though I get it, some there are people's lives who were on the line, sure. Sure. For, for the sake of the script, but it's just like, okay. I didn't feel like, I was like, well... If so-and-so dies, it's not a big deal <laughs> to me. I was just like, oh, okay, you died. I just felt like, yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was a very, um, how would I say, there's no other, it's safe. It's safe as hell. They played it safe as hell. That's what we got. But it, it's talking about good. It, it was a decent job. It was a decent job. Fine. I liked it better than Shazam. That's for sure. <laughs> if I'm being blunt. Uh, I liked it way better than Shazam. I enjoyed Shazam. Because it knew what it was, to me. I'm sorry. I don't Yo, know I can't I... talk to you because I always change your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> You're you like, still, no, Shazam, you can't change my, my point of view on that. I get that it was self-aware and it knew what it was and stuff. It just it just doesn't fit in that mold for okay, what so, Zach build, bro. Okay, yeah, true, 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 true. So what we're used to from Zach and stuff, how you go BVS and all that, and then Shazam. Shit. Okay, so here's here's the thing. So and I think this has to do with a lot of people's perspectives about certain things. Is you get married to who's playing the role, and I think that was something that you pointed out. It was like, oh, this person's in it, so it's gonna be really good. Right, and sometimes that clouds our judgment. It does. Either, so, it so that's why. It, so it, it definitely clouds my judgment for Sazam, yeah. because I enjoyed that dude, Zachary. L- L- yeah, yeah, from his show Chuck. Yeah, like I love that show, and I think this guy's hilarious, and I think yeah. like I'm like, dude, this guy's great. I appreciated that about Shazam that he was having a blast, but Freddie, right. k- Freddie stole it from me. His his friend Freddie. With the crutches? Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He made that movie enjoyable through and through to the end that I'm just like, all right, this was this was an okay ride because Freddie held it down. But outside of that, I I, I couldn't 
care about it. But it, the, the, it, I don't feel that feeling with Birds of Prey mm. because I'm not exactly married to the character of Margot as Harley Quinn. I'm more comfortable that she's Harley Quinn and I know she's going to do what she does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Makes like, sense, makes sense. Because this is what, the, only the second time we see her as Harley mm-hmm. Quinn for now. Yeah, and for now, yeah. And she's, she's been in some good roles. Yeah, looking Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anything I else. Think, I think so that was her I breakout s- role, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. And you know what's funny is like, when I saw her in that, I was like, she could be Harley Quinn. And that was three years before. Yeah. I don't think she had, she was even casted yet at that point, but but yeah. Anything else? Uh, what else? What else? What else? Nothing crazy. It's tough to go into it without spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, just I think we've we've kind of hit all the points. We talked about the music. We talked about the story. We talked about Margot. We talked about the birds. <laughs> <laughs> the birds. The birds. Yeah, yeah we kind of we kind of hit on all those points. So I, I feel like it was definitely. I don't. I can't. I can't. I don't think this. Uh, we even talked about forty X. Forty X. Yeah, we tra- we spoke about forty X very briefly though. We we were straight to the point with it. Like it's, that's it. It's it's great for kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for kids. Yeah, your kids will have a blast watching Birds of Prey. In 40 I wouldn't take my kids. Yeah, I wouldn't take my kids to see that. <laughs> Even though we don't have kids. Yeah, right. I was gonna but, say spoiler, um, don't have kids. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's it. Uh guys, thanks for listening and be on the lookout for part two of this Harley Quinn. I mean, this Birds of Prey featuring Harley Quinn breakdown. Uh, which is basically what the movie should be should have been called. Birds of Prey featuring Harley Quinn or Harley Quinn featuring Birds of Prey. See to me it's more of a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. And I think that's where I think that's what missed the punch mm-hmm. is that I think everyone's going and expecting it to be a Harley Quinn movie, but the title says Birds of Prey. It's so confusing. I'm suing for false advertising. I have nothing to do with this. So <laughs> when you get a <laughs> when you get sued, bro, like I'll die. Nah. All right. Well, all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and um, really appreciate the next time you order a bacon, egg, and cheese.